On the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Uh, all right, good job. You may be seated. <clears throat> to pay attention, because sometimes I'll sneak them in. You never know. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In our house, we brought home a puppy a few days after Ash Wednesday. Which means, among other things, that we gave up sleeping for Lent. We had an older dog before this, so we were accustomed to the ways, the slower, calmer ways of older dogs. And a puppy has been a hard left turn into speed and potty accidents and tug-of-war and teeth made of needles, you guys. And training. Let's face it, most dog training is really people training, which is fine. But there are a few things you want to teach the dog to do. A lot of them involve things they need to learn to do outside rather than inside. And this is where we ran into a problem. Our dog is a small dog. She is a Shih Tzu, currently five pounds and on her way to being maybe nine or ten altogether. So she's low to the ground. And while she has learned to go upstairs pretty quickly, she's still pretty nervous about going down them. She'll stand at the top of even just one step and look over it like it's the Grand Canyon and she can't possibly make it. The problem is that to get from the back door in the back deck to the grass in our yard, you have to go down two steps. There's no other way, and it's not happening. And we can't go out with her and carry her down these two steps for the rest of her life. So, my husband built a ramp. <laughs> That's right, a ramp. A ramp for a dog. Oh, wait, a ramp with a safety rail. <laughs> It's so good. So that our puppy can make it down the distance of two steps. This, my friends, is love. But... We had to teach the dog to use the ramp, which looked like this. Put treats all the way down the ramp, about six to eight inches apart. Stand at the bottom of the ramp and yell, Lucy, Lucy, you can do it, you can do it. And then watch as she steps tentatively onto the ramp, eats the first treat, and then backs up onto the deck again. Then watch as she goes carefully and tentatively to the second treat, eats it, 
and backs onto the deck again. Now, the third treat is more than halfway down the ramp, but she's not going any further forward than necessary. So she walks down like the ramp could explode at any moment, like she's the world's first shih tzu hired to conduct undercover operations for the CIA, grabs the treat, and then backs all the way up onto the deck again. Repeat, repeat, repeat. To be fair, it takes time to trust something new. It takes time to believe that this new path you're on, this new way, is trustworthy. It's not going to collapse beneath you. It's not going to lead you into mortal peril. To be fair, it's not just the dog who prefers to back up onto safer, familiar ground. We can just ask the disciples about that. This is the first Easter that there have been people in this room since 2019. That is beautiful that you are here. And it is hard to remember that time. It is wonderful and just a little bit nerve-wracking, isn't it? If you felt slightly worried today about whether you were going to wear a mask, maybe you haven't been here for a while, about what it would feel like to be among this many people who are doing messy human stuff like singing songs and sharing bread and sharing the peace. If you felt a little anxious about today, I'm sure you're not the only one. If you felt thrilled about coming here with other people, real humans in a room doing messy human stuff together, I'm sure you're not the only one. If you are worshiping by live stream this morning, because being among this many people is too risky for you, you are not the only one. We are all slowly making our way down the ramp, one treat at a time, wondering if it's going to hold this time, if it's going to last, if we can really trust the path ahead of us. And before we know it, we might find ourselves backing up, even all the way up, just to get back to something that we used to know. So did the disciples. On that morning, on that first day of the week, when the women came to the tomb, they thought they were going backward to a place that they had seen and experienced before. And they found that that familiar place had changed. Look at all the words that, that follow in the story about how they feel perplexed, terrified, dazzling, an idle tale. The strangers who are at this, they thought, familiar place, sitting on top of a stone that should have never been able to be moved, tell them to remember. Remember what Jesus said about suffering and dying and being raised? Remember, they said, but keep going. Remember, but don't stop. We are here, like those disciples, somewhere between the past and the future, between our memories and our hope, between then and now, between what we used to know and what is yet to be. Somewhere between it all, halfway down the ramp, trying to figure out whether we have the courage to go forward or whether we're just going to back up to safer ground. All the women wanted that morning, that bright and early day, was to anoint the body of their friend. They just wanted to go back to what they knew. Even if what they knew was a cemetery and the grief that they experienced. They just wanted something familiar. 
back to a well-worn path. To go forward was too hard and unknown and uncharted. There has never been a time in human history without struggle and violence and bombs and dictators and anxiety and illness and worry and pain. We know that, but it feels as if we live in an especially volatile time. If we thought that there was some golden age we could go back to, then we were not paying attention during the golden age. Because in every age, people have been left out and harmed and hurt. They've experienced pain and exclusion. And maybe what we have now is finally opportunity and avenues for people to tell us what that's like. To tell us what it feels like to be rendered invisible or called dangerous or dismissed as unworthy and unloved. If we go backward, then we choose all of that again. This room is full of memories of Easter's past, of flowers long composted, of songs that are still hanging in the air. As you find yourself here today, you might be looking for faces you haven't seen for a while. You might be looking at chairs that will no longer be filled by people who are not here anymore. You might find yourself today remembering what once was. And you might find yourself tempted to inch backward, just a little bit, back to familiar ground. It's true that the women at the tomb are told to remember. To remember the Jesus who called them by name who ate with them and taught them parables, who cried when his dear friend Lazarus died, who washed the feet of his beloved friends, who turned water into wine at a truly great wedding, and who flipped over the tables of people who tried to use religion as an excuse to line their pockets with cash. The messengers of God tell the women to remember what they have known, because that's not the end, it's the beginning. Remember, they say, but don't get stuck there. The tomb is empty. It's not cluttered with all the stuff that used to be. Remember what was, say the angels, so that you have the courage to move forward toward what is yet to be, toward the Christ who is always ahead of you, who is waiting for you in Galilee. You're halfway there. Don't stop now. Don't back up. You have what you need to keep going. Christ is already waiting. Easter is about memory. It is about the past. It's an old story. It's a 2,000-year-old story of a brown-skinned Palestinian Jew who lived without fear, without resentment, without a need for revenge, who talked about a God who opened wide the doors and set the tables for everyone who was hungry and never asked anyone to pay who welcomed the women and the children and the hungry and the tired and the people with doubts and questions who in their heart of hearts figured that God wasn't real anyway. Easter is an old story and it takes us back in time to that man who resisted injustice and empire, 
until the injustice and empire killed him and shut the tomb and figured that that was it. But Easter is not only an old story. It is a new story. It is a now story, a brand new one, always happening, always ahead of us. So we remember what was and the steadfast love of a God who has been with us in these days. But we also listen for how God is calling us forward, even if it has to be one inch at a time, one step at a time, one little push of the stone at a time. Easter is forward. Easter is ahead, waiting. Cole Arthur Riley, who is an author of a beautiful book called This Here Flesh, she writes, isn't it something that in Genesis, God makes a home for things before God makes the thing? So not the fish first, but the sea. Not the bird first, but the sky. Not the people first, but the garden. Isn't it something, my friends, that God made Easter for us before we knew, before we understood it at all? Made the past and the present, what was and what is yet to be, who we were and who we are becoming. This is not an idle tale. Whatever Easter was created to be, it is at least this promise that nothing is too dead for resurrection, that wounds are nothing to be ashamed of, and that our tentative steps onto a new path are always done in the company of God. We've heard this old story again today, made new. We peek into the tomb and we've seen that it's empty. We carry with us our beautiful treasured memories of those we love and the days we knew, and we hear the voice of a God who's calling us at the bottom, come on, come on, you can do it. Come and find the home that has always been waiting for you. Isn't it something that here and now, God made a home for us before God made us. God emptied the tomb for us before we knew it was what we needed, that God built the ramp before we knew we were lost. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Then, now, and always. Amen.